0: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: What's up, guys, and welcome to Hometown Ghost Stories Celebrity Hauntings. Today on the show, we're going to be covering one of the most famous celebrities of all time and one of the most famous ghosts to haunt Hollywood. Today, we're talking about the ghost of Marilyn Monroe. Norma Jean Mortensen was born on June 1st, 1926 in Los Angeles. Her mother, Gladys, was mentally unstable and poor, so she had Norma Jean placed in foster care in the rural town of Hawthorne. Norma would bounce around from foster care to orphanages while still being visited by her mother on the weekends. Gladys would be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and be committed to the Metropolitan State Hospital. By that time, Norma Jean was living in a shared house with George and Maud Atkinson. This would be the first time that she was allegedly sexually abused. Norma developed a stutter, and she became withdrawn. After another brief stay at the orphanage, she would move in with her mother's friend, Grace Goddard, who became her legal guardian in 1936. Her stay with the Goddards would not be a happy one, nor would it last. Doc Goddard also reportedly sexually abused Norma. When she turned 16 years old, the Goddards planned to move to Virginia for work, but California law prevented the family from bringing their adopted daughter out of state. She was once again facing the possibility of moving back to an orphanage. As a solution, she married their neighbor's 21-year-old son, James Doherty. She dropped out of high school to be a housewife, but would spend most of her time at the movie theater. She had a huge love for the movies. Their marriage would not be an exciting one, and she would later state that she was quote dying of boredom during this time. In 1944, while working in a factory, she would meet a photographer and find a new passion in the modeling industry. Defying Doherty's wishes, she signed with the Blue Book Marketing Agency in 1945. The agency used her as a pinup style model and convinced her to dye her hair blonde. She quickly became one of the hardest working models that the agency had ever seen, and by 1946, she appeared on 33 magazine covers. In 1947, she signed with an acting agency and was turned down by Paramount Pictures. She was then given a screen test by Ben Lyon at 20th Century Fox, but they were rather hesitant. They did sign her to a six-month contract, but that was mostly just to block RKO Pictures from signing her. Ben Lyon and Norma Jean worked together to come up with a new and more appealing stage name. Monroe was Norma's mother's maiden name, and Lyon claimed that she reminded him of Broadway star Marilyn Miller, and thus the star Marilyn Monroe was born. During her first six months of acting, she had small roles in Dangerous Years and Scutta Hey. She described it as quote, my first taste of what real acting in a real drama could be, and I was hooked. The studio saw her as too shy, and they didn't end up renewing her contract. Marilyn Monroe would continue modeling and acting, even posing nude in calendars under the name Mona Monroe. She started having a sexual relationship with her friend Joseph Schenck, who was a close friend with the head executive of Columbia Pictures, and he convinced him to sign Monroe in 1948. Her only film with Columbia was a low-budget musical called Ladies of the Chorus. When her contract with Columbia ended, she would become the mistress and protégé of Johnny Hyde, the VP of William Morris Agency. She landed a few small roles in several movies. But people started noticing the blonde bombshell and her fame grew. In 1950, Hyde negotiated a seven-year contract for Monroe with 20th Century Fox. Days later, he would die of a heart attack and Monroe would be devastated, but her career was just getting started. She landed three supporting roles in Fox comedies and began receiving thousands of letters a week from fans. In 1952, as her fame was skyrocketing, she started dating Joe DiMaggio, one of the most famous baseball players of the era. Later that year, some of those nude photos resurfaced, and this created a media circus. Instead of denying it, she embraced the scandal it admitted to posing for the photos. Her strategy worked, as she gained sympathy from the public, and the scandal only boosted her popularity in her upcoming films. Three of her movies were released after the scandal, and were declared box office smashes. She became the world's most popular sex symbol, but saw herself as more than just that. She continued to work on her craft, taking acting classes, and making savvy business moves. By 1954, DiMaggio and Monroe were married, and she was one of the world's biggest stars. The iconic photo of Monroe with air blowing up the skirt of her white dress while standing on a subway grate in Manhattan was the final straw for a jealous Joe DiMaggio. Marilyn filed for divorce just nine months after their wedding. DiMaggio and Monroe would remain friends and still see each other despite the ongoing divorce proceedings. During this time, she would also date Marlon Brando and Arthur Miller. Miller would eventually leave his wife for Marilyn Monroe, and they would get married in 1956. Now Miller was a suspected communist, and he was actually being investigated by the FBI, He was subpoenaed by the House Un-American Activities Committee, and their relationship would eventually cause the FBI to open up a file on her. But it wasn't all Miller's doing that caused her to pop up on the FBI's radar. In 1955, she applied to visit the USSR. She had ties to Frederick Vanderbilt Field, who had been disinherited from the Vanderbilt family because of his radical left-wing politics. While exiled in Mexico, Marilyn Monroe even paid him a visit. She co-founded the Committee for the Sane Nuclear Policy in 1960 with Harry Belafonte, Marlon Brando, and Gregory Peck, and she was also a supporter of Fidel Castro. And then, there were the rumors that she had a relationship with the then-Senator John F. Kennedy. JFK and Monroe's affair allegedly started in the mid-50s, and according to the mystery of Marilyn Monroe, there were tapes of Monroe and Kennedy in the Act of Lovemaking. Rumor has it, Jimmy Hoffa, who had an ongoing beef with Bobby Kennedy, hired private investigators to Bug Monroe's house to dig up dirt on the Kennedys. According to these tapes, she was also having an affair with Bobby Kennedy in 1962, which ended because of the FBI's investigation into her communist ties. The only time that Marilyn and the Kennedys appeared in public together was on May 19, 1962, at the Madison Square Garden for the President's 45th birthday party. Monroe took the stage in what would be her most popular and final performance, and she sang Happy Birthday to JFK. John's wife Jackie chose not to attend the party when she found out that Marilyn would be in attendance. Before Marilyn took the stage, Bobby allegedly visited her in her changing room and asked her hairstylist to step outside. The two were heard getting in a heated argument for a few moments before Robert Kennedy stormed out of the room, insulting her on his way out. Marilyn was visibly shaken from the encounter and was late to take the stage. When she was finally brought out to perform, she was introduced as, quote, the late Marilyn Monroe, a bit of an ominous indicator of what was to come. Marilyn had been keeping a diary and taking notes on her conversations with Bobby and Jack. Her reasoning behind taking these notes was to fit in with the political crowd and be able to hold her own during these conversations. She took notes on everything from the Bay of Pigs to nuclear testing. She reportedly dreamed on one day becoming the First Lady in hopes that John F. Kennedy and his wife Jackie would split. After her performance at the Madison Square Garden, the Kennedys had a blow-up fight with Monroe, and the media had a field day with the rumors of her affair with JFK. The Kennedys effectively cut off all communications with Monroe at that point, including her private line to the White House. Marilyn was distraught over this, and according to close friends, she threatened to hold a press conference to reveal all the secrets and notes that she had been keeping in her little red book. Just a few months later, on August 5th, 36-year-old Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her home in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Speculation immediately began to swirl about the circumstances surrounding her death. Was it suicide, an accidental overdose, or murder? According to Eunice Murray, Marilyn's former live-in housekeeper, who was there the night of her death, Monroe went to bed and locked the door. Around 3 a.m., Murray noticed that the light in her bedroom was still on. With the door being locked, her psychiatrist, Dr. Ralph Greason, broke into the room by smashing a window and found the actress lying face down in her bed. Marilyn Monroe was dead. She was naked and had a phone in her hand. Now, here's where things get a little weird. Apparently, they didn't call an ambulance for over an hour. Instead, Murray phoned a repairman to immediately come and fix the window. When authorities arrived, the housekeeper was doing laundry, washing bedsheets. The strange behavior of the staff at the property raised a lot of questions. Why would they wait over an hour to phone in a dead body? And why was the housekeeper doing laundry at four in the morning? And why the rush to repair a broken window? The death was ruled a suicide as empty bottles of prescription pills were found at her bedside and all around the room, but no drinking glass was ever found. Apparently, according to police reports, Marilyn Monroe ingested over 40 pills without water. In 1983, Eunice Murray sat down with the BBC for an interview. After the interview, with tape still rolling, she put her hands up and said, "'Oh, why do I have to keep covering this up?' Anthony Summers, the interviewer, asked, "'Covering what up, Mrs. Murray?' She said, quote, "'Well, of course Bobby Kennedy was there on August 4th, and of course there was an affair with Bobby Kennedy.'" Bobby Kennedy could have been at Monroe's house the night of her death, and he most likely was. Flight logs show that he was in fact in Los Angeles, then took off via helicopter. Witnesses put him at the scene the night of her death. Further reports confirmed that he was in the area, as an LAPD patrolman allegedly pulled over a vehicle leaving the neighborhood. Three men were inside the car, and sitting in the back seat was the Attorney General, Robert Kennedy. Now, there are plenty of conspiracies surrounding Marilyn Monroe's death, but if you ask me, she had become too risky for the Kennedys and the overdose may not have been accidental at all. Since her death, Marilyn Monroe's ghost has been one of the most cited spirits in all of Hollywood, located at 7000 Hollywood Boulevard in LA, sits the Roosevelt Hotel. This was the site of the very first Academy Awards and was home to many stars, including Humphrey Bogart and Montgomery Clift. One of the many ghosts rumored to haunt this historic hotel is Marilyn Monroe. Employees report hearing laughter in the empty bowling alley, as well as whispers from the bar. Others have reported seeing the ghostly reflection of Marilyn Monroe in a mirror in the bar office. This was supposedly the same mirror that was in suite 246, where Marilyn Monroe stayed. The ghost of Monroe has been seen in ladies' rooms all around Hollywood, and her ghost has been spotted sitting on a bench at the Hippodrome at the Santa Monica Pier. She frequented the spot during her life, even had a photo shoot there, and she would often visit the carousel. Legend has it, if you visit this spot during the night, you can see her reflection through the mirrors on the carousel. The bench where she is most likely seen sitting on is the one closest to the gift stand. At her marble crypt in Westwood Village Memorial Park, visitors report seeing a heavy pink mist. They believe that this is the spirit of Marilyn Monroe. That same pink mist has also been seen hovering above her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She is most frequently seen at her home in Brentwood, California, the site of her death. Her ghost has been seen all over the property, from the garage, to her bedroom, to the pool, and there have been multiple eerie photos which capture a ghost-like figure wandering around. So who lives at Marilyn Monroe's house now? It happens to be a Marilyn Monroe look-alike by the name of Jasmine Kiswell. She's a Scottish TikTok superstar and she claims that this house is absolutely still haunted. She and her husband have heard footsteps in the house every single night. Visitors to the house feel the sensation of being hugged and they hear disembodied voices. Psychics who have visited the property have all but confirmed to the couple that it is in fact the ghost of Marilyn Monroe as well as the ghost of Joe DiMaggio. They claim that there could also be other more evil spirits haunting the home. So, tell us what you think in the comments below. Do you think the ghost of Marilyn Monroe is still haunting Hollywood? And do you think her death was an accidental suicide, a real suicide, or was it a little bit more planned out? That's what I seem to think, but it's up in the air, and I don't think we'll ever know the true answers since everybody involved with the case is pretty much dead now. But I'm Jesse Wilkins, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Stay tuned for the next part of the show where we discuss it live and talk about all of the ghost sightings of Marilyn Monroe. This is Hometown Ghost Stories. Celebrity Hauntings, The Ghost of Marilyn Monroe. What's up ladies and gentlemen and welcome into hometown ghost stories celebrity hauntings today. It was Marilyn Monroe. I'm Jesse Wilkins. I am joined by
0: Rob Coakley. Hello, Rob. Hopefully one day Dave will just explode into a pink mist and leave (laughs) us. And we're also joined by our resident pink mist Dave
1: Wilkins. Hello, Dave.
2: Welcome. It's great to be here. Uh, Not in the form of pink mist, but hopefully someday. And Jesse, I hope that you don't get assassinated after this episode. Yes,
0: that's that's true. I know. Yeah. I have no theory, just so that everyone, whoever's watching, I, nothing. I didn't say anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, th- this this was a wild ride. So I didn't actually know a lot about Marilyn Monroe. I mean, obviously I knew who she was. You know, mm. you, you recognize her from a few of the movies. Everyone knows about the, the JFK birthday party um, situation. It was brought back to light. I mean, I, I don't think people forgot about it, but it was really brought back to light during Breaking Bad when um, Skyler re redid this performance. I don't know if you remember that. I do.
2: Yeah. It was awful for for Ted. Yeah.
1: It was terrible. And she looks nothing (laughs) like Marilyn Monroe and it was awful. I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. If Marilyn Monroe in a horse had a baby, then yes. White. I wasn't a fan of that performance. Uh, but uh, anyways, also really awkward scene. I didn't know. How how dare she.
0: Fuck Ted. How dare she? (laughs) This is, yeah. It's a breaking (laughs) bad, uh, review i I do like i do like just while we're here people talk about breaking bad they're like walter white mastermind murderer drug trafficker and then there's skylar white woman who's the bigger villain of the show (laughs) it's just like like, yeah when you put it in that perspective it's like yeah yeah we kind of maybe we were a little too hard on her but yeah she was just for whatever reason, very unlikable.
1: Very unlikable. Yeah. Reminds me of the woman from um Ozark. Just unlikable through and through. Oh, no, but, she's great. What are you talking about? A great actress, but her character... No, her character Adam, was I mean, awesome. You, 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 your opinion on Ozark is like the, the, the most... I have not... Unlikely opinion on Ozark. Yeah, okay, so we, we won't get into it. By the way, spoiler on Breaking Bad and Ozark this episode. <laughs> we apologize. Anyways, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. We don't really, not really um, spoil anything. No, nah, not really.
2: I didn't know... Before we stray too far off, not exactly talking about things on the topic. I didn't know Joe DiMaggio was such a simp.
1: He was a jealous man. I mean, I mean, some... I mean, okay. Obviously he was a huge superstar, unbelievably good baseball player, also a pretty ugly dude. And I, I think Marilyn Monroe was way out of his league. And whenever you have like really ugly dudes who who end up marrying really beautiful women, uh, they become really, really protective because they know that the only thing that they're bringing to the table is a, a whole lot of money and a successful career. I mean, so I, th- I think naturally. I mean, I don't know what this is like. I'm, I'm unbelievably handsome, so
2: yeah. It's tough. Dave,
1: Dave, what's it like being unbelievably ugly? And everyone
2: asks if we're
0: twins. So the funny part about this question <laughs> is. I was going to send it to Rob, is, but that wasn't very nice. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we the were, funny part about this question that you just proposed is, you guys literally look like if you were playing a fighting game and you both <laughs> picked the same character, and they just <laughs> picked the alternate attire. That's how you guys are dressed right now.
2: White hat Dave and black
1: hat Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would yeah. never, I would never select salmon colored Jesse though. It's not going to happen.
0: So yeah,
2: no, not not, not a chance, right, right? Exactly. Well, Joe Joe DiMaggio was a simp, and the Yankees suck.
1: yes we're a little bit biased in that being from uh the boston area but okay so so she came from the bottom up you got to give her all the credit in the world because she was a phenomenal actress she could sing too which a lot of people don't really remember she was a phenomenal singer she's like one of the most gorgeous people that's ever existed she came from absolutely nothing bouncing around from orphanages i left out of this episode her grandmother tried to smother her with a pillow when she was young like 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 there is like there's no harder story as coming up from an actress than Marilyn Monroe's story. And, uh, another story was, uh, you know, as her fame was growing and she's becoming more popular and she's basically like the biggest sex symbol in the world. I mean, she, undeniably right. Um, she was getting cast for a lot of roles that were like just the dumb blonde type roles. And she was pissed off about that. And she ended up fighting back against uh, 20th century Fox because she didn't agree with these roles. And she had a contract where she had to make a certain amount of uh, movies in these seven-year deals, and um, she fought back, and she got a lot of praise actually for fighting back against these because not a lot of people did, especially women at the time. And um, she did really well for herself. I mean she she wasn't she wasn't a dummy. Like she was she was Correct. a smart woman. She had a a, a library of like over four hundred books. Like this this woman was not just a a dumb blonde. In fact, she wasn't even really blonde. I mean, she dyed her hair. The, um, not that that really matters, but she was, she was an intelligent woman. She was a good business woman. She had Marilyn Monroe, uh, productions, I think for a while. I don't remember if it was teamed up with, um, either Arthur Miller or DiMaggio. I think it might've been DiMaggio, but she, she had her own production company for a little while there. Mm. Um, she knew what she was doing. She, she was not a dumbass. And, and like I said, she came from absolutely nothing. So to, to grow into the biggest superstar in the world was, was ridiculous. And you're looking at, I mean, if, you, if you're buying into a lot of these theories, and, and I mean, it's all but confirmed that she was having a relationship with at least one of the Kennedys, probably both of them, that she had the potential to slide in as the first lady. I don't think it would have ever happened. I don't think JFK would have ever left Jackie. Mm-hmm. But she was also... More so heavily, I think, involved with Bobby Kennedy, and Bobby Kennedy was the AG at the time, but he was uh, in line to potentially be the, the next president, or he, he was obviously going to run for president eventually anyways. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't with JFK, it very well could have been with uh, with Bobby Kennedy. But this whole mix-up, I think... Of all the conspiracy theories that surround her death, I mean, you have a lot of things with Jimmy Hoffa. You have a lot of things with the mob people th- there's theories out there that Jimmy Hoffa had her killed. I don't see that as a possibility um, there's uh theories that she was abducted by aliens. I mean obviously that,
2: that's probably the most, likely. <laughs> <That's>
1: the most <laughs> likely but there is a whole lot of conspiracy theories and th- there's a lot on like every celebrity's death right and we talk about we talked about this on a few of these episodes. Which to a point where it's like when we're doing celebrity hauntings, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. It's going to be a bunch of fake stories from super fans who just wanted to be a part of their life. And before we get into the hauntings and the ghost and the big conspiracies, I do want to touch on uh, Rob. You brought this up in chat uh, earlier in our text thread earlier about who was this guy who wanted to be buried with her or next door. Uh, her. Um. I guess oh. while you're looking that up, I'll bring it up. I, I guess there was another story that I read that Hugh Hefner actually bought out the plot next to her. Now, I don't know if this is on the other side from the guy that you're talking about or I don't know if these stories are getting mixed up, but I heard that Hugh Hefner actually had a plot of land next to her. And a lot of people were upset about that because the first ever edition of Playboy was those nude photos from Marilyn that got released. Uh, and and I, I heard that in Playboy, he he used her photos without her consent and that was like the first edition of playboy and uh obviously the magazine did pretty well after that um but i heard that he also has a, a had bought the the plot next to her and people were upset about that because they're like okay without her consent you release these photos and now without her consent you you're, you're going to be buried next to her uh you know to to sit beside side by side for an eternity
0: yeah i don't think he ended up being buried there but the guy who bought the the place above her cuz they're like in one of those, like, they roll, put him in. It's like a weird setting. We can probably show it on screen. But this guy buried above her, he paid crazy amounts of money for this plot. And he made his wife promise that he would be buried facing Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> just on his side? Like, just, just, oh, no, because oh, he's oh, above her. her so yeah. Buried like <laughs> <down. So, laughs>
2: face down?
0: <laughs> yeah. To face Marilyn Monroe. So like, and he, (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be like a violation. (laughs) It's got to be (laughs) right. So his wife after death, after he died, hated this. Absolutely hated it. And I think there was even at one time, she was going to move his remains and they had a deal that fell through for the, for the, for the burial spot for like $1.3 million. Just so someone else could be buried above Marilyn Monroe.
2: It's such is- a bizarre. The face down thing kills me. <laughs> just <laughs> she facing her. <laughs> she's in a crypt. And yes. I believe
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, but Hugh Hefner is allegedly buried next to her.
0: Oh, is he? Did he end up yeah. being buried next to her? He
1: bought the crypt in nineteen ninety two and was interred there when he passed away in twenty seventeen at the age of nineteen, according to dirt.com.
2: So wait, the crypt would have to be pretty far up underground for this buried on top of her upside down theory to make sense, right?
0: No, it is it is not it is not I don't even think it's underground. Underground at all. It's it's so okay. How, so it's he, like a it's like a a wall of graves above ground. Oh, so he's in the upper shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that is that is how that is. So it's that whole situation. It's one of the most famous graveyards in Hollywood, there's other stars buried there as well. I've actually watched a walking tour of that graveyard just to see some of the the burial spots of celebrities. But that just goes to the point of like what type of star Marilyn Monroe was. This was the height of movie stars being larger than life, and of the stars that were larger than life, Marilyn Monroe stood above all, all above all others, basically, right? She's hit a level that. I don't know if it's going to happen again with the just like absolute amount of people that are in movies and different types of media. Movies were like the thing then. there was very few TV shows. Movies were media at that point and all eyes in the world were on these movie stars. Now you have TikTok stars, you have movie stars, you have athletes not that you didn't back then but even the athletes were bigger back then there's very few that rise to that prominence that they did with the, the dimaggio yeah and, that's
1: why dimaggio and her was such a power uh, power right. couple i just right. pulled up an image of uh, marilyn monroe and hugh hefner's grave and they are next to each other next to each other i'll share it on the screen here for people that are watching um sorry it's kind of small but yeah they are directly like that's hugh hefner right there that's marilyn monroe right there
2: Wow. So, next and, to each other, next to each other. And right yeah. above, is that the weird dude? That's I, can't, I can't read it. Is yeah, it okay? Taunter. So... Just facing down, just standing.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he uh, petitioned to get eye holes drilled
0: in where his <laughs> eyes are. <laughs> well, like, just look at this. So, like, just for our audio listeners, we're looking at this picture of of their graves, and you can just see, like, the wear of the of the stone on the front of them from people just touching her grave, her... Blot whatever it is, well, and are Q Hefner's too, lipstick, yeah. and then you see the rest of them and how clean they are. Like, so people come to see her her final resting place a lot. Yeah, of course. So, which speaks to her popularity. Still, she's been dead for sixty oh, something a, years No. Yeah,
1: how she's many places, icon. how many, how she's many an restaurants icon. and bars do you go to with with artwork of Marilyn Monroe? It's everywhere. Yeah.
0: It's her, Absolutely. it's James Dean, like the, they're going to live pretty much forever. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is like, how many Marilyn Monroe movies have you seen? How many James Dean movies have you actually gone and watched? The average person, do you think? Probably none at this point. It's not none, but like limited. limited yeah, unless,
1: unless you're into old-timey movies like that. So
0: right. Yeah. Uh
1: so, going back to her death, uh there was a lot of weird things that surrounded her death. I mean, just if you look at like the facts that were presented and the facts that were accepted by the fbi and and uh the you know the l a p d and everything was that her body was discovered around three thirty I think around four thirty authorities were called
0: mm-hmm.
1: and showed it like like you find like the biggest superstar's body dead and then what? You sit around for an hour, you're like hmm, we're sad about this, and, and, and then you call an hour later. So the excuse was that they had to contact the publicists and and get approval and make sure that everything was in order before they, you know, basically dropped this media frenzy that Marilyn Monroe had died.
2: Maybe if they were afraid there were leaks in the police department, you know, maybe they had to maybe they had to get a hold of certain people because you know if somebody like that big guys that suddenly then you know one one the wrong person at the police department finds out about it then you get the news people there so that's that's a possibility it's not that crazy like the waiting period to me isn't that crazy for somebody that big i mean dead is dead right so she's dead you can't save her at this point
1: you might i mean they, they had now a, yeah yeah. 1962
2: there. you know what i mean or whatever, know, whatever they, they, it was. They,
1: she, this isn't the first time she had overdosed. So she had overdosed several times before they had taken her to the hospital before they had her stomach pumped before. So a couple of things about the, the – let's just say, yes, this is how she died, right? Maybe it was uh, the barbiturates or, or whatever the actual cause of death was. It was basically antidepressants coupled with probably sleeping pills as well. Apparently, she took 40, 40 of them. When pol- uh, police uh, first arrived on the scene – they found the empty pill bottles there was basically empty pill bottles all over the room uh she was face down she was naked she was very bruised like all over her back she had no makeup on um and she was holding a phone in her hand that was off the receiver or whatever and uh and she was she was very much dead there was no glass of water or empty glass of water found in the room now i know we've all taken Advil or Tylenol or whatever painkillers before or prescriptions. If we've been on them. Never 40, never 40, but I mean, I have a hard time swallowing any pills without water. Maybe Mm -hmm. one like tiny one, but still I feel weird. I still get a drink of water after 40 pills, no water.
2: Maybe she swallowed them one at a time.
1: Maybe. Um, Apparently this is enough pills to kill 13 grown men. So, I mean, I mean, if you have water, you might be able to take them faster. If you're taking them slowly, I feel like you, I don't know. I've never I taken barbiturates before, but it just seems like a, a weird part of the story. Yeah. And then you have, okay, so the door. The window
2: is repair. Yeah. The so, window repair doesn't make sense. I don't have an answer for that one.
1: The window repair showed up before the ambulance showed up. So they immediately are, are doing that. Why was she washing clothes and laundry?
2: Like You don't do that at a potential crime scene?
1: or i mean i mean you're the maid of the house your boss is now dead you're effectively out of a job why are you still working why are you oh, still true. why are you still doing laundry she said, well i got to get this laundry done at 4 in the morning and also why was she up at 3:30 in the morning so now let's go into some, some of the other stories so they accepted this as fact they ruled it as a suicide by drug overdose and When you move into some of the other reports, which are well-credited, there's a few really good documentaries about it. I've also read a book about it. Um, I believe I I talked about the documentary in the actual episode. I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, there's a lot on it, and I would go check it out because they're well-sourced. There was one guy who revealed a bunch of tapes that he had because he was investigating this thing for like 20 years, and he had a bunch of never-before-heard tapes from everyone who worked around Mellon Monroe to private investigators, to the people who bugged Monroe's house. Um, so there was a lot of really good tapes. It's a good documentary. It's on Netflix. Um, they place Bobby Kennedy at the house the night before she's discovered, which obviously she was discovered at three thirty in the morning. That's basically the same night, right? So August 4th into yeah. August 5th, that's what she's discovered. They placed him at the house, they said he showed up and he told the entire staff at the house to leave. And he's with two guys, allegedly. And the people go into the house, um, they're seen leaving like 30 minutes later, they get in their car and they go. The staff is then like, okay, we can go back in now. They went to a neighbor's house. Staff comes back into the house and they find Marilyn Monroe dead, and that's their story. They actually called an ambulance. And now we have a new story, and the ambulance driver confirms this. He was on the tapes. He confirmed that Marilyn Monroe died inside the ambulance, and then they brought her back to the house. She never made it to the hospital. Now, I wish we had Captain McSlug's on for this part of the episode because we could confirm whether or not that's a thing when you're driving an ambulance, but we're also talking about the 1960s. So they confirmed that she died in, in the ambulance. They brought her back to the house, and that was that. What did Bobby Kennedy and these two guys do? Well, the theory is that they injected, um, may have allegedly injected uh, uh, these drugs into her, not orally, but the other way. And when the autopsy was done, they found absolutely nothing in her stomach. Now these pills could have disintegrated naturally if, if, that if she actually took the pills with water without water, I don't know, but they said at least they would have found some sort of orange dye in her system because that's what color the pills were at the time. And -hmm. there was no orange residue at all. So they said that these drugs had to be administered a different way. So that's kind of the, the idea and maybe that's how they allegedly covered it up. Um, And then you have the whole, there's a police officer that had reported that he pulled over Bobby Kennedy leaving the neighborhood that night. And then the other thing was, Um, There was a couple who was out to eat that knew uh, Marilyn Monroe and they were very connected with them. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they had confirmed on these tapes that they got a phone call at about midnight while they were, it was either midnight or like 1130. They were at a club that closes at midnight. So it was before that they had gotten a call that Marilyn Monroe died and They're like, oh, my God, she's dead. This is awful. And, you know, they're going back and forth. They they decided to leave the club early to go down to the house. They couldn't get to the house because it was all blocked off by authorities. And there was helicopters swirling overhead. Neighbors at the time confirmed that there was helicopters overhead at midnight, and they didn't know why. But Marilyn Monroe was supposed to die at 3.30 in the morning. So how did this woman get a call while she's at a club that closes at midnight? It couldn't have been 3.30 in the morning, early, saying that Marilyn Monroe was dead. There there was just a ton of stuff in this. I would do your own research. I don't want to go too, like, tinfoil hat over this, which I know I'm, like, 30 minutes into going tinfoil hat. (laughs) There is so much so many layers to all of this that you got to go through and do your homework on and realize that she had become so dangerous for the Kennedys politically that – they, 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 they may have wanted her gone, and she had dirt on them. she was having an affair with both of them. Uh, I think the media had all but accepted the fact that she was at least having an affair with JFK. But it seemed like Bobby was the bigger fling, and Bobby was also more of the jealous one. and Bobby was in L.A. I can't confirm that she was 100 percent that he was 100 percent at Maryland's house the night of the murder. but he absolutely went to L.A. for some reason and then left early the next morning, um, like at, at like 1 or 2 a.m. So uh, flight logs confirmed that he was in and out of LA. So he was there the night of the
0: murder. So it's just a wild story. It's just so crazy, and it's just so, but so plausible. Right. It's just uh, don't kill me, kill Jesse, please. Yeah, (laughs) definitely
2: kill Jesse. He's the. uh...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm all I'm all in on the 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 Kennedy story. That's 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 what I believe.
2: Yeah, Uh, the crazy the craziest part for that for me was when they were remodeling the house after she died. They found the uh, government grade phone tapping system that extended throughout the house.
1: Yeah, oh, that yeah, was pretty so wild. Was, yeah, there, there was, she was on tape. Um, I don't know if it was... It, it, the theory is that Jimmy Hoffa hired a guy to wiretap the house, and this guy, he was his confession was also in this uh, Netflix documentary, so definitely check that out. But So he was the guy that tapped it. Tapped, he was supposed to be like the best in the business. So I don't know if it was Hoffa that hired him. I don't think he confirmed or denied who hired him, um, but it was either Hoffa or just an FBI investigation because they had a file open on her for being tied up with all these different communists and radical yeah. politicians. So
2: Marilyn Monroe was found dead. Hoffa disappeared. That guy was like, yeah, I don't know. I can't <laughs> confirm anything. <laughs>
0: um, we should get into the hauntings though. That's what I think we should start talking.
1: Do we about. do that? Or do we start with the UFOs?
0: Uh, oh, okay, we well, tell me the UFO story. <laughs> all right.
1: So one theory is that she was going to expose the truth behind UFOs. So remember that she was always keeping notes on what the Kennedy's say. Um, Okay. It claims that Monroe was killed by the government because she was threatening to leak classified information about extraterrestrials. That's it for the story.
0: (laughs) You know what the greatest thing about the the UFO stuff is, not even just with Marilyn Monroe, is that the government came out and was like, yeah, UFOs exist. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like nobody has said anything else. Like it's just just a lot more things going on in the news at that time. All right. All right. Well, there's UFOs. Who cares? Like, like, yeah, we figured.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was. It was but, this, so the so that was they like went the,
0: out and murdered Marilyn Monroe
1: on something that they're going to release on Wikipedia sixty years later. Like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah.
2: They kind of admitted it. They were like, yeah, there was some uh, nave members of the navy that were on the ship that saw something that they couldn't identify. Well, they so, released like, a lot. Yes, of stuff. Yeah, they have yeah. released a lot of stuff, but um, I think that if you look into a lot of it, which I haven't looked into all of it, that it is, it wasn't like a straight up like, yeah, dude, aliens are real, they're out there. What that's not exactly what it was.
1: Whatever. Sorry. Well, we can move on to the ghost. So the I just don't want the Kennedy's to come back from the dead is- and kill me. Oh my God. I just want <laughs>
0: you to explode into a pink mist and just,
1: <laughs> so let's start with the pink mist. So this one is actually, I think the pink mist one might be the coolest of the ghost stories. The rest of them seem kind of normal, but, um, pink mist at her gravesite. I mean, it could be Hugh Hefner's pink mist at this point, who knows, but, uh, it is this pink mist that's seen at our, our grave site. And then they've also different people have reported seeing it, uh, at her star, on the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. So
0: kind of that isn't that up. is an interesting one. It's the most out there one. What I like about the stories for her for her hauntings is they all make sense. Every place that she supposedly seen at actually makes sense. Where we've had some like we'll always go back to the Bonnie and Clyde at that hotel that they might have stayed at. And Mm -hmm. now they're supposedly haunting. And it's like, okay. Um, But every place that you listed for her haunting makes sense. Her old house, the, the Roosevelt hotel, which we probably have to do a whole episode on at some point in time. Yeah, That's why
1: I loosely touched on that one. Yeah. Um, Um, I've been, I've been to the Roosevelt hotel. That place is booming. For business, they have no reason to be like, Yeah, and Marilyn Monroe's ghost is here, so they, there's yeah. no like monetary benefit to them saying that it's haunted by Marilyn Monroe, right. That place is uh, that place is wild,
2: so, unless yeah. they uh, started out by saying it was haunted by Marilyn Monroe and now it's booming because of it.
0: No, this place was always booming. Um, so there's that one, there's that pier one was the one that stood out to me because it sounded like that was a place that she used to go for like you know, self-reflection or just to relax she did. or so whatever she, Yeah,
1: she would go. I mean, she did a famous photo shoot at the Santa Monica beach, uh, but at that specific carousel, she would go there in like undercover and like yeah. in disguise and just, just to watch families. And obviously she had a very broken childhood. So this was yeah. something that she just wants to watch. She always wanted to have a kid. Um, and apparently there were a few miscarriages, um, a couple of alleged abortions to go back to the Kennedys. But, um, so this was something that she always wanted and a lot of their people, like a lot of psychiatrists and and other people, they, they thought that this would have, she would still be alive today if she had kids because that was what she always desired and this is what would have like fixed her, I guess. Um, that was their theory anyways. So she would go to this carousel and sit on that exact bench and just kind of people watch. And uh, mm. that was like one of her pastimes. So I could see that definitely as a possibility. And one of the creepier factors, if you go at night and you look at the mirrors that are on the carousel, you'll see her reflection sitting on that bench behind you. When you turn around, whew,
2: nothing's there. You look in the mirrors and you see her sitting at the place that she go to for self-reflection.
0: Ooh, mm. what a twist. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. No, but so like to me, that's that's one of the most interesting ones because there's such a personal connection to it not like there isn't to the house or anything but i think like we all have like that place that we go to even if we don't recognize that we go to it and and just have that that place where we go deep into thought for me it's when i bring my dog to walk at a pond that's close by right i bring him there multiple times a week usually but every sunday morning i'm at that pond walking my dog and that's when i do like deep thoughts on personal stuff on stuff that doesn't matter on stuff that does matter but that's my self-reflection spot basically i could see that mm-hmm. so
1: um there's that and then then the the last one would be uh, her house and that this is supposed to be the most common place i don't i don't know if she had multiple houses i'm, I'm assuming she did she was doing pretty well for herself but um the house that she died at is supposed to be very haunted and I'm not entirely sure. I got to look into it. I, I think this is the same house that that TikTok girl, uh, bought. Now she's like a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. I would say, okay, if Mar- so. I, I would say if Marilyn Monroe is a 10 out of 10, this girl was closer on the, um, uh, not 10 out of 10 scale, but she looks enough like Marilyn Monroe to gain, I think 9 million followers on Tik we Well, to say? W-
0: When you look at her real quick, you see it. But then when you stare at her, you're like, no, you don't look anything yeah. like Marilyn Monroe. Rob's Real like after time.
2: staring at her for four and a half hours.
0: <laughs> to start to see.
1: On week three, if you don't lose eye contact. Yeah, it's not the window. Um, no, I mean, obviously this girl's done fine for herself. She looks enough to do really well for herself, but uh, she also claims that this is being haunted. And she had an interview with, uh, I think it was like an Australian news network where she went over some of the hauntings. And those are the ones that we covered in the episode. They hear footsteps every single night. They hear knocking. There's still like a lot of stuff in the house. Like she found like boards with uh, Marilyn's signature on it and stuff. And they haven't changed much about the house. I think they've only like renovated like two or three rooms, but like the bathrooms and the hallways and a lot of the bedrooms are still exactly that they were when Maryland lived there. So nothing has really changed in that house, which is very eerie. And then when you deal with the hauntings and there's been photos of ghosts there, I don't know how much credibility I give to some of these photos, but you never know. Uh, but we'll, there was a few of them in the episodes. So you guys, if you're listening, you can go on YouTube and check it out. Um, they there is a lot, of, a lot of hauntings that are there. She documented some of them. I, she put so many videos up, dude. I, I went through a lot of them just trying to find like the actual like, show me that your haunted house is haunted videos. I mean, there's so many like just nothing videos that she has on her TikTok. But I did find one. So she had gone live for an entire night. So she just set up her phone and went to bed and left the phone filming like a random spot in the room. And at one point in the night, um, one of like the closet doors opened on its own. So that was kind of a cool one. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's been another one that I saw that had, um, the, cl- there's, I, I don't know if it was the same doors or different ones, but there's some of these doors were like violently shaking. So I don't know if there's some kind of poltergeist activity going on there, but psychics confirmed that it was Marilyn Monroe's ghost, as well as Joe DiMaggio's ghost, who I believe died of the died in the nineties. And you had, um, they said that there was a third unconfirmed ghost. They don't know who it is. So it could be something else there. could be something evil there. You never know
2: whatever it is, Joe DiMaggio's ghost is probably jealous of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely so uh, that's it. The, the, the story goes deep, you guys can do your own research I'd recommend checking out that uh, Netflix documentary and the book that I read I'll get you the name for that in a minute and then there's also a movie coming out about her um, which I guess I will watch
0: Yeah, on well, Netflix, I think it's going to be X-rated as well, which is interesting yeah, NC-17, NC- which is basically the same thing, right? right yeah, yeah so, so, the, a-
1: so the book that i read out on it, it's a rather quick read it's um the last days of Marilyn monroe and that one goes into a lot more detail than than we run into i mean we had to squeeze as much in as we could while still talking about ghosts which is the reason we're here so um yeah so that's that's the ghost of Marilyn monroe very interesting story in my opinion yeah i think the i think the hauntings could be real i think they could um it's hard to base it off of TikTok superstar because obviously you have a bit of clout chasing that's involved with that, but there was confirmed reports of her ghost being at that location before she moved into that house. So I think that could be real. I also like the park bench story. Pink Miss is a cool and different one. We always appreciate different ghost stories on this show. So mm. I, it, in my opinion, I think credible that she could be haunting places.
0: I agree. I th- I think that we do talk about how like people want celebrities. Like you brought it up earlier, they want to be a part of these celebrities or the celebrities to interject in their life somehow. But I think with this one, just those aren't really the stories I'm hearing. We're hearing more about what she's haunting and where she's haunting. Right. And not, I saw Marilyn Monroe more. So like this is the places that she's been seen frequently.
1: Right. I think the only one that I would say maybe isn't going to be, um, too, too credible. I would have to hear more about the other bathrooms that she had been sighted in. So, it, like, there was one guy who had yeah. been like, "Oh, she's been spotted all over Hollywood in these various bathrooms," and um, and I, I would, I would like to see what are those locations and why would she be haunting those locations. But other than that, the rest of these spots I think are are pretty credible. Yeah, uh, Dave, I, 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 I can already tell that your mic is going to come unbelievably hot. Yeah. So carefully tell me what you think about Marilyn Monroe.
2: I. I, I, could, I could hear it echoing. Yeah, yeah, it's loud. But go ahead. So um, I agree a little bit. So these are also, they're unique ghost stories, and they all kind of do make sense as far as where the... Am I super loud? No, is you're that, Okay, you it guys is, are looking a the weird. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I definitely am on the fence on this one, probably 50-50. Like, I like them, they're unique, but she's such a big star that it's the same as like these other big celebrities that we've covered that people just want them to live on.
1: You're a hundred percent right. So the, I like celebrity hauntings because we get to cover celebrities. We get to con- cover some of the more controversial deaths like this one that we just did. But at the same time, it's like with celebrity ghosts, you have a massive amount of people, probably millions of people that are begging that this ghost is real. And I, I, I think when it comes to celebrity hauntings or other hauntings, I prefer the other hauntings. We're still gonna cover them, so don't worry. We got more to come. But but for my personal preference, I like the ghost of with this mystery around it. Is it's it's a nobody, and this nobody is haunting it. You have no reason to want this ghost to be there. People have a reason to want Marilyn Monroe's guest to ghost to be there. It could get you nine million followers on TikTok, you know. <laughs> Who knows? But there's uh, you know, so so I think I think the smaller stories are are a little bit more credible, but I think this one holds some water.
0: I, I, I but know. I think, I think with the celebrities, certain ones, like her, her story is tragic, especially if she was murdered. So that her is story,
1: her, yeah. And her whole life story was tragic until she became an absolute superstar. And then it was still marred with, with sadness. So it was, yeah, her story is a wild one from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Like, so like hers reminds me a lot of the Bonnie and Clyde story where it's a lot of, a lot of, um, tough growing up and then their fame is obviously different right but they become famous in a completely different way and they still have a tragic end so like not exact parallels but like uh, in the terms yeah i don't know
2: that bonnie and clyde ever had like an upside like marilyn monroe had they were all kind of right. always down they were infamy more than fame right and um and they never
0: they're never rich they're never They weren't famous until after they died, really. I mean they were No, they were famous during their life. Not like they are now, but yeah. They were they were pretty famous in the nineteen thirties, but they weren't they weren't living the life that people thought they were living. Right. Is what was going on. So yeah, I mean, it's just I'm not saying they're complete parallels. I'm just saying like there's a lot of tragedy in the two. And that those stories are still interesting and could lead to the hauntings. Right. So Then we look at someone like um, James Dean, who the way he passed is overly tragic, but his life story isn't completely tragic. He kind of like rocket-shipped and had more of a normal life. So, like, those are the ones I would think you would consider are a little more uh, different. But that was more about his car. That was more about the curse of his car. So. Yeah, no, I I still find the celebrity hauntings interesting. I I get your point, though, about, like, you know, there's some random house or some random story tied to it rather than people looking for a way to tie a haunting.
1: That won't slow us down. We're still going to cover the celebrity hauntings, but I just think that it's more likely that your local haunt is credible because people aren't searching for reasons for it to be real. That's kind of where we'll go on that. But
0: um, We'll have this debate later.
1: We will, we will. Anyways, uh, next up on Hometown Ghost Stories, I'm not, I, honestly, this timeline is completely screwed up for me, so I have no idea. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. And on Tuesday, we'll have something for you. And then on Friday, we'll also have something for you. And if you're a Patreon member, you get stuff up to a week early now. So uh, consider signing up on Patreon. Check us out. Um, anything else, gentlemen? That's it for me.
0: I, do I have a fake thank- mist on my background.
1: You do? The fake mist? Oh. I do want to thank our patrons real quick. We have our VIP, Stephen uh Stephen v and lisa j we have excuse me rachel b anthony dave i'm sorry anthony angry dave rocks t matthew t cody g sydney b mark m we have papa squatch uh mike b brandon w sarah w soph m hooper jake v stephanie a seth dave sucks w captain McSlugs, slugs and sarah dave loves bacon r if you want to join this list join us on patreon for as little as three dollars a month and for the $10 tier, you get to join us in a couple new live chat options that we have coming up before the show's on Tuesday nights. So definitely look into it. Check it out. Patreon.com slash hometown ghost stories and join the discord to contact us at any moment. You can call Rob at any hour. Any this hour. is actually an option on discord. Yeah. Like you can just call him. Yeah. 774. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need the phone number. Cause on discord, you can just press audio call and you can actually call <laughs> Rob. Anyways,
0: We'll create That's some new good. ghosts. Things what will happen if you're calling
1: me. <laughs> That's right. For, for signing up on Patreon, you can get an actual death threat from Rob. <laughs> it's, it's priceless. Anyways, uh, that'll, that'll do it. Anything else, gentlemen? That's it for me. All right, cool. We'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.